Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Well, hello, Malcolm Nance. You're all the way in Ukraine. How is it there? It's very stark in your room. Oh, yes. It's terrible here. If I was to turn it around, you'd go, wow, that's a nice room. (laughs) (laughs) This is the only wall that doesn't have a painting or something on it. uh, Oh, well, you know, I know everyone has been watching the news, and I've been here several days now. Um, You know, and I've been here with um, my buddy, uh, Terrell Starr, mm-hmm. who is the host of the Black Diplomats podcast. Mm-hmm. Awesome guy. I mean, he's a, he's a black guy. Yes, he dresses like Santa Claus. I'm not joking. He wears a red coat with a white fur collar. Oh, I want to <laughs> uh, see pictures of that. <laughs> or, or an elf that has turned into a pimp. Uh, so he uh, he is actually an expert on this region. And I've done his podcast, Black Diplomats podcast, several times. And uh, in December, he said, uh, you know, I'm going back to Ukraine in January. And I was, I said, I'm coming. He goes, all right. And then uh, I, I came over to assess the situation. I'm, I'm doing it on the ground, fact-finding mission for my think tank, the Terror Asymmetrics Project. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, using my, my skills to get in a feel for the situation that's around Ukraine. So right off the top, Ukraine, I mean, Kiev, Kiev is the capital city, which in Russia, the Russians call it Kiev, the right. locals call it Kiev. Uh, the, this city is the size of Baltimore. It's got three million people yeah. uh, in, the, in the metropolitan area. It's very big. My hotel is right off Maidan Square where they had their, their revolution uh, that threw out the pro-Moscow government that was holding them back from becoming a democracy. And that was holding them from wanting to lean towards the West. And the the guy who got kicked out, by the way, was the guy who was paying off Paul Manafort, <laughs> right? Yeah. Donald Trump's campaign manager, Dirty Paul. And so, you know, I'm I'm in this metropolitan city, which is bustling and lively, and very, very, very Western. I've never seen so many Teslas and Porsche Cayenne <laughs> in my life. But that's that's not true. I've been to Hollywood. Yes, that's you've been right. to Beverly Hills oh. at least once. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, plenty of those there. And uh, it's a very, it's a very Western place. Yes, it has parts that are, you know, uh, traditional, uh, but it's a, it's a Russian and Ukrainian speaking country uh, on both sides. But 
there, this is not a city at war. I have been to many, many cities that were approaching war, and I've been to cities in war. And the, the, as you're watching the news, you would get the impression that that's what's happening here. That's not what's happening here. These people are not concerned because they have their own geopolitical considerations that they know. They, they know Russia. They have been at war technically in the southeast for eight years. Right. So to them, they've already had the, the drumbeat of war. However, what's going on around Ukraine is an order of magnitude different. And I'm wondering whether it's a little bit of head in the ground syndrome. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Because um, uh, the president was speaking today that he's sending troops. Where did he say we were sending uh, I believe Travis? Romania and Poland. Romania and Poland. Now, I assume he's got NATO's yeah. blessing for that because he wouldn't do it unilaterally. Well, um, I recall that last August there was a lot of discussion about the United States not being prepared for the collapse of Afghanistan. Right. And it would only be prudent for the president of the United States to preposition um, airlift and mobility forces in Romania, in Bucharest, or one of the other NATO bases, because Romania is a member of NATO, uh, in order to do a very fast non-combatant evacuation if it looked like the situation was going to go critical. The American embassy has evacuated its dependents. They evacuated all non-critical staff. I think the last are leaving on Thursday. Um, you know, we still have a presence here. Um, we have National Guard troops that are training Ukrainian forces. Uh, nowhere near the east, right? right. Uh, but, you know, there, and there also is a very big American presence here, dual citizens as well. But you wouldn't know it if you came here, okay? I mean, I, I went down to Maidan Square. The first thing that happened is Sergei the Bear, who smells heavily like cigarettes, <laughs> came up and started giving me hugs. And, uh, you know, so now I have a picture of a bear eating my, my head. Uh, but... <laughs> And, you know, it was worth the $7 that I paid him, you know. He, he, was, he was worth it. That's, you know, if I had had a bottle of vodka, I would have given him that, too. But there was a, a pro-nationalist uh, pro demonstration mm -hmm. at Maidan. Um, you know, they have their giant I love Ukraine sign there that you can get your selfies with. And the department stores are open. Zara is, is doing a booming business, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and... Uh, the, you know, the Turkish hookah bar is full of people. This is not a, what you're hearing uh -huh. now. That being said. Right. Right. All right. I have been tracking over the last month and, and laying out in fine detail through many open sources where the Russians are really deployed and how they're deployed. And do they have capacity to reinforce, rearm, refuel? Can they bring on follow on troops? Because the U Ukraine is not an empty country, okay? Right. It's got an army, and it has an army, even though it's low-tech. Well, the Taliban did a pretty good job with yeah. just rifles and mortars, yeah, right? Yeah, no kidding. These guys are nationalists. They are ready to fight. And they may, you know, they may lose the air war and not have total air supremacy, but they have more than enough capacity to make an armor assault on this country bloody and painful for the russians mm -hmm. so you know that has to be part of the factors that putin has but putin is moving an enormous amount of forces uh into uh eastern or sorry western russia along the ukrainian eastern border 
And now we're seeing a very, very large amount of airborne forces and, and light infantry forces and other motorized infantry, you know, motorized rifle brigades going into Belarus that puts them only two and a half hours from Kiev. Mm-hmm. Straight run. Right. That is if it was unopposed. And since I've been in several wars where, you know, people fight and they fight hard, it would be a two, three day full scale slog down to the capital. But then again, you would be talking about the airport would be destroyed. Communications would be knocked out. Heavy jamming would be going on. We saw, you know, Rob Lee from uh, the Foreign Policy Research Institute and and some civilian open source intelligence people identified uh, jamming trucks uh, that um, that are designed to stop the radars of, you know, the synthetic aperture radars of our J-STARS aircraft that can track the J-STAR can track a motorcycle. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It can track every vehicle literally moving in Ukraine. Uh-huh. Uh, in the first Gulf War, we devastated the Iraqis because we had that. Because J-STARS would be downloading data straight to the Ukrainians. You know? Right. So the Russians bought that strategic jamming equipment here. That is what we call an unambiguous intelligence indicator. They don't just move it because they're moving other forces. They have goals. So what is it going to happen? Nobody knows at this point. It's up to Putin. The question is, can he back down from this? Because he's not getting any concessions. We're not going to turn Ukraine over to him. And we're not going to withdraw NATO back to the, you know, German borders. Right. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I, I read somewhere that the, they're bringing blood supplies, too, to the Russians um, so that they're prepared for people getting injured, I would assume. That doesn't you know, seem like a good are, sign. <laughs> well, there are a lot of train movements mm-hmm. all around the country. And there's two ways that you can look at these. There are a lot of Russians with, you know, car cameras. And you see hundreds of these videos of, of train convoys, armor convoys, vehicles. Um that could literally be a strategic deception campaign Mm -hmm. to where the Russians are moving trains one way and moving them back the others, you know, or they're putting them into bivouacs out in the field without the forces, without the logistics behind them. But moving blood is also one of those little indicators that you could make slip at a party, right? Right. And, And have it actually happen, actually get that. And it looks like they're doing something that the logistics chain requires my big thing is food Uh water fuel and not the stuff that's in the eastern military district or the southern central military district i mean moving from around russia but when the ammunition moves by the thousands and thousands of metric tons and you know then you're getting you know that stuff you don't want to put back in the bunker right yeah Right. Um, now, Representative Lee and Jayapal, uh, obviously, like most people 
myself included, don't want to have a war with Russia. But Terrell uh, Starr tweeted and you answered him. The framing ignores that Moscow is the aggressor and that NATO is involved because Russia has long threatened many of the alliance's ex-user and satellite members. I mean, is Putin that... I know he's got problems at home (laughs) and that's part of the reason he's doing this. Um, Is there a way for him to get out of this with with saving face with his people at home? Do you think? Well... You know, the propaganda is so strong there. I had a friend of mine uh, who's, who's a Russian national called her mother. Uh-huh. And uh, she asked her mother what she thought about the situation. And the mother said, oh, it's terrible that the United States put weapons into Ukraine. And now Russia has to move forces down there to protect against the American attack that's coming. So they're hearing they like, like we did with Cuba. They're hearing like, sure. like they have one source of information right. in Russia. Right. Right. Vladimir Putin and his cronies control the news media. Right. So to them, you know, the, it's it's whatever Moscow says it's happening. Whereas the reality is they moved one hundred and thirty thousand troops here and we're going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are all these troops going? What's the objective here? Right. If he wants to get our attention, he's got our attention. If he wants yeah. concessions. Like I said, big concessions like he asked for us to withdraw back essentially to, you know, to the Polish borders and abandon, abandon Ukraine. Well, Ukraine is working their way into joining NATO. The big problem here is that the thing Vladimir Putin is most afraid of is not American javelin anti-tank missiles. Believe right. um, although those could devastate his armor columns. And that could make it look very bad on television. Yeah. What he's really afraid of is this nation is a functioning democracy. It's overcoming the corruption that Paul Manafort got paid off at. There's a very large pro-Moscow contingent of people here that, you know, and these people under Putin want to go back under essentially Putin's new Iron Curtain. And he, Putin is definitely afraid of this country infecting russia with democracy mm-hmm. and that's why he wants to i'm wondering whether he thinks it's worth it to just cause a trillion dollars of economic damage you know and due to syria what he's done to eastern or due to eastern ukraine what he's done to syria which is bomb every hospital bomb every fire department kill all the police and make your life devastated until you have an occupation force come in I do not know. No yeah. one knows. Wow. It's frightening. I mean, I, I, I can't. And, I can't. And, and Putin seems to have his finger in all of these pies all at once. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. And that, that's that's yeah. that's frightening. And I can't imagine when that, he gave his go on. When he gave his speech the other day, 50 percent of it was about the economic, you know, the economics of him uh, trying to bring Hungary which, of course, is now leaning towards straight fascism. Mm-hmm. You know, Tucker Carlson's broadcasting from there, right? Yep. Uh, to bring Hungary into this and, uh, you know, saying, you'll have essentially free gas and fuel from Russia trying to splinter NATO. Right. Look, you attack, NATO's going to consolidate. Finland and Sweden will join NATO. They're not members of NATO. Right. But they now understand 30 nations supporting Anything Russia does is better than us supporting ourselves alone. Very, very true. Do you, I mean, Biden just got us out of Afghanistan. I doubt he wants to get us back into, even if it were a short war, any war right now. Uh, that's my... It wouldn't be a short war. It wouldn't. No, it would not. See, that's what's wrong. No, and it will affect 
everything right. in your life. I mean, it's literally a dictator mm -hmm. invading a foreign country that was aligned with the West, right? That was working with the United States, wasn't a member of NATO, but can you allow that to happen? No. You'll throw all these people into essentially Russian slavery. He's already done it in Belarus. He has his yeah. dictator up there. He overthrew the election. And now he has Russian forces poised to come down from the north very quickly, um, you know, in Belarus. So what's next? What if he decides, well, you know, Romania really shouldn't have been part of that. Or maybe he'll just take, he'll isolate and want to just take Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia. Right. Who are made of NATO members if he goes by the calculation that NATO won't fight. We're not here to fight, but you know what we can do? We can take five, 10,000 Javelin missiles, which Russia is very afraid of, and make them fall off a truck at the, you know, the Ukrainian border. Right. All right. Well, on that wonderful high note, thank you yeah. so much. I feel so much better about everything. I do feel better that you're there. Yeah, I do feel better that you're there and stay safe. Have fun. Yes. Have fun in Kiev. <laughs> oh, believe me, I'm having fun. I'm going out tonight for drinks. Good. All but, right. uh, only two. Only, only two. two in a combat zone. That's Attaboy. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Malcolm. I got to go find a combat zone. Have fun. <laughs> stay Bye. safe. Thanks, Malcolm. Bye. Bye.